What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 407 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Today, we're talking about workouts. We're talking about training. Last week, um, actually two weeks ago, talked about nutrition a little bit and fitting alcohol into your plan, good things like that. Um, We're on the docket last episode. This is a different one, and we're talking about training today. So I want to talk about effectiveness of your workouts. So I think it's really important to uh, you know, reflect and look back on your training and make sure that what you're doing is effective. The question that you need to answer for yourself is, was my training effective? Is that session effective? Is my program effective? And how do you actually gauge effectiveness? That's what I'm talking about in today's show. I'm going to give you four things that are good signs of good workouts, and then four things that aren't good signs of a good workout. So what is useful information? What isn't or more so what should you look out for? What's the signs of bad workouts? And what should you look for? Things that are signs of good workouts. That's what's going on today. Episode 407. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. And welcome to this show where, you know, I always talk about things with mindset, exercise, health, nutrition, training, but I kind of like to split it up a little bit here and there. I personally, not to boast, had a really good workout this morning. And actually, this whole week of training was really, really solid. And it's a good thing to look back here and there and just see how your week has gone. And, um, the effectiveness of your training could be gauged from that, right? So overall, over the long period of time, you want to see good signs that your training is doing what it should be. And um, of course, we don't want to see signs that it's doing what it shouldn't be. You know, over the long term, what we really want to see is growth of some kind. And this isn't exactly what the show is about, but the good way to really gauge if your workout is working is are you getting better in some way? Are you feeling more mobile? Are you able to do more work? So more reps, more sets, more weight, better form. Are you enjoying yourself? Are you making it a habit in your life? Are you making it some kind of practice um, that you're you're drawing a lot of other gain from besides just looking better or being stronger? Those are the big long-term ones, but there's little ones too that you can look at after an actual workout to see if the workout was good or not, or if you're doing what you should be or not. You know, I've worked with a lot of people over the last, man, probably, you know, since 2016, I've really been doing this full time essentially and five years. So five years working with a lot of people and personal training for three years before that, I've worked with a lot of people and in most of them, to be honest, Uh, people aren't doing the most effective thing. And really, I find most of the general population is doing too little 
they aren't training in the right way and doing enough. But also there's this subset of group that goes a little too hard and does too much. So where do you fall? It should be somewhere in the middle. And there are ways to look back on your training to see what are some signs of good workouts, what are some signs of bad workouts. And it's important to do that. I personally had a really good week of training. I'm doing full body training right now, which I have talked about before on the podcast in the last few weeks. I have never really been a big proponent of that. I've always been more minimum upper lower four days in the gym, uh, maybe even more of five or six day splits and things like that. But I decided to actually give full body a try. And I'm kind of cheating it a little bit because I'm really in the gym five days. I do three full body days and then two of the days are kind of more um, isolation sessions on certain body parts with for me is uh, the back right now. So doing a little bit of extra back work, which doesn't really hurt anything. And it's sticking to mainly cable exercises for those. So it's nothing too taxing. And uh, yeah, so I've been using the home gym, which I moved just to keep you guys up to date. It moved from the garage to the basement. I call my home gym the dog pound, and I decided to make the transition over the winter last year. Well, we moved to a different house in April or March 2020, and that whole year I had the garage gym in 2020 out actually in the garage. Free weights, strongman equipment, dumbbells, things like that, and it went really, really well up until about November and then it got really, really cold and it gets really cold in the state that I live in. And I had a heater in the garage, a propane heater, but you know, using a propane to heat the garage while I'm working out hard and breathing, that wasn't seeming like a great idea. But then also, um, it was just still cold. You know, I'd turn off the heater and it would, the bar would just feel really cold to the touch. Just minutes later, had to wear three shirts, hoodie, coat, gloves, hat, the whole gambit. And it was a little bit much. I felt pretty stiff. It was hard to get motivated when you're freezing. You just kind of want to curl up and die. So I decided to move the garage gym to the basement last winter. And that was probably when some of the worst training of my life happened. So really inconsistent, not that great at workouts, um, just really struggling with it. I don't know if it was partly because we had a baby around that time and sleep was an issue. Um, just busy with other things as well. Uh, busy with work and then moving it to the basement where the grungy, hardcore motivating feeling of the gym, where it's out in the garage, wasn't really there anymore, right? It's really cold in the basement too. So it wasn't hot and sweaty. It, uh, a little bit more cramped. The ceiling's a little bit lower and just didn't have the right feel. Like I like, I really like that shop warehouse type feel. And you know, the gym went out back out to the garage over in the spring when it got nice enough that I was willing to brave the workouts. I decided I need to get back on track, get this thing kicked off again, a little bit better. So I moved the basement gym all the way back up, all my weights, everything, except the strongman equipment from the basement to the garage again. And well, it's back in the basement. So we've done another move and this time I set it up a little bit different. We actually bought a, uh, I guess a cable crossover unit is what you'd call it or a functional trainer 
you might call it. It's a plate-loaded one, got a pretty good deal on it, and it has been a great addition to the workouts. Got that for some more options. Move, uh, picked up a treadmill, got that in the basement as well, and, of course, got the free weights down here, which is the bread and butter. But um, actually, literally today, about to purchase another big order for the home gym. So this is going to be a bigger order where we're going to get a leg extension machine, a leg curl machine, we're going to get some specialty bars, safety squat bar, um, Swiss bar, so neutral grip, bench presses, and things like that. Going to get a new squat rack, safety arms for that. Going to get some um, a trap bar, a lot of different bars and things like that to get for the gym, and then some accessories as well for the, for the floor. So about to increase this home gym a lot, and... That's, I guess, just an update where I guess it's going really well, you know, for it to be in the basement where it wasn't great before. It's actually going super well right now. And it's exciting. It's fun. And the workouts are really good. Sarah's been doing them with me, my wife, and it's fun to have kind of a training partner to do stuff with. And we're doing roughly the same workouts with a few modifications for her and weight differences, of course, but it is a good time. And I'm enjoying the basement gym, the dream is to set up some kind of shop or garage separate from the house and make that kind of a separate gym slash toy area. And that is the ultimate goal. But of course, that takes dollar bills and I'm saving those a little bit right now. So we'll make do with some big purchases and putting them in the basement. Anyway, training has been good. How do you guys see if your training is going good? And what do I mean by just training's going good. Of course, I'm enjoying it, and that's a big part of it, but there's other things as well, which are how do I see these different things after each exercise session? This is what I'm looking at. So I'm going to give you four of each. We're going to say four things that do indicate a good workout and four things that indicate a bad workout or you know don't indicate a good workout. So we'll start with the good workout signs. Um Number one is that your target muscle that you're focusing on was worked. Now, with me doing full body training, it's a little bit more tricky. Um, you know, if you're not having a back day, you can't really see, did my back, is my back tired? Did I work my back properly? If you're just doing one or two back exercises, but you kind of can. You can at least feel post that movement how it felt for your body. So, um, it's a lot easier if you're doing something a little bit more isolated for the body parts. So let's go back. Let's say you do have a back day. You do your pull-ups, you know, pull-downs, hammer strength row, cable row, pull-overs, whatever you're doing. You set up a nice back day. By the end of that workout and right afterwards, you should be able to feel those different muscles that they have been worked. You might be weaker. You might um, feel some kind of tightness there uh, in a good way, like a pump kind of way. Feel the blood in that muscle, feel more activation in that muscle. Like if I'm doing um, if I'm doing a back squat, I should finish that workout feeling like I have more activation in my glutes because that's a back hip loaded movement. Um, you should feel that muscle that it was worked and have more connection to it. That's a little bit more subjective. What's less subjective is another sign, which is a pump. And you should have a pump 
after training session. Now, if you're maybe someone like my wife, Sarah, and you don't know exactly what that feels like, it just feels weird when you get that, but you'll you'll kind of start to learn what that feels like, looks like, and how to get it. So the pump is kind of a bodybuilder thing, you know, that you think of kind of as a broy, you know, just trying to pump the arms, you know, the Hans and Franz type type guy. But actually it's a really good indicator of an effective workout. So if you it's just a sign that you hit that area properly and that you're eating right because that means you're getting enough to support the training. Your blood flow is good. You had good movement patterns really because that you got into the positions you needed to, to get the pump in the muscle you're shooting for. So, um, I like to use that as an indicator of if that exercise is good for me and if the workout was good. So if I do a front squat, for example, I get a great pump in the quads quads feel fried after doing a few sets of that but if i do back squat i actually don't i I will eventually uh i'm sure but i the way my form is really and mobility i feel a pump in my lower back and glutes way before the quads which isn't necessarily the target so that's why i opt for front squats or safety bar squats a lot of times instead of back squats Um, targeted pumps that's what you need to be looking out for if you have a chest day, you should be feeling a pump in your chest afterwards. Uh, the next one, which is a sign of a good workout is that you feel more mobile, just like you feel that target muscle was worked and you have a pump in it. You should feel like you can get into the positions you were in a lot easier. So a good example of this is a leg workout. If you're squatting, you're a little stiff when you start, if you're anything like me, but by the end of your workout, and even the rest of the day, you should feel more loose in that movement pattern. So if you did squats in your workout, you should feel more confident and mobile squatting the rest of the day. If you did a bench press, you should not feel tight in your chest. You should feel more mobile in your shoulders and chest from that. Um, that's a really important thing because that just means your movement pattern is correct, your form's correct, and you're not injuring yourself. Um, that one is especially um, a sign to really look out for if you're loading properly, because I think if you're using too much weight or too little weight, you're not going to get that benefit too little. And you're not being forced into the positions you need to be in, uh, to be more mobile by the end of the day and too heavy, you're going to probably break down in form and be more along the lines of injured instead of mobile. So it's a good indicator of a healthy training session. The last one and the one that I've really noticed a lot this last week is energy. You should feel more energized post-training than before. It should perk you up. It shouldn't totally exhaust you to the point where you're sick and tired and wanting to lay down. You should feel tired because you trained your body, but it should also make your day better and more energetic. You're doing something to get your body moving, the blood flowing. It should increase the energy for your day and wake you up in a way. Um, yeah. And, you know, I like to also, I like to, you know, if my normal day, what I like is of course, higher energy early in the day that lasts almost to dinner and then a hard crash. Actually, I really like, because that's easy to relax, wind down and go to sleep. If you're not getting that normal cycle of energy, something needs to be adjusted. It might not be training. It might be caffeine or nutrition, but, uh, feeling more energized is definitely a good sign of a good training session. Now let's go into maybe four things that aren't 
signs of a good session, or you could even say they are signs of a bad session. The first one is obviously pain of any kind. If you finish your training in pain, back pain, a pulled muscle, you know, neck pain, jaw pain, anything like that, you probably did something you should have not have done. Whether it's a movement, too much volume, um, maybe you've done too much of the same thing over a longer period of time. Like if I do too many pull-ups or chin-ups, I'll get some elbow tendonitis, which is really common. So I stick to pull-downs and rows a lot more and throw in some pull-ups just to kind of make sure I don't end the workout in pain on my elbows. If I don't have great form in an incline press or a bench press, my neck will hurt the rest of the day because I push off the bench so hard with my upper back and neck, um, which obviously doesn't sound great, right? So are you in pain? That's a good indicator that something's wrong. Um, Another one is excessive soreness. Common question, is soreness a good, is it an indicator of a good workout? No, it's not, but some soreness is very normal. And if you never get sore, I would worry you're not training hard enough, to be honest. I think that soreness kind of gets, you know, really, I should have put this in the section of it is a good sign of a good workout because it's it kind of gets a bad rap. I think that um, soreness isn't that bad of a thing. If you're not ever getting sore, you're not training properly and you're not hitting the muscles the right way. You're probably doing too little volume and you're probably not pushing yourself. So a little soreness is a good thing, but excessive soreness is a problem. If you train legs so hard that every single week or every workout, you can't sit on the toilet without barely falling over backwards. You know, if you can't hardly get out of bed, your abs are so sore, that kind of thing. That's a problem. You're doing too much. You want just a little bit of soreness probably or none at all. And, um, it should go, it should happen when you introduce a new movement or training style. So let's say you're used to doing six to eight reps on everything. You do a new training block or session with 12 to 15 reps and you do a new exercise where you're used to doing back squats, you do front squats. You're probably going to get sore because you're doing more volume more reps and you're doing a different exercise. It's a novel stimulus of two kinds there and even both separately would be. So that's very common, but what you should see is over the next two or three weeks after that, it's not excessive. It's just a teeny bit of soreness or even just a pump and feeling that muscle worked. If you're getting really, really sore every workout, you're doing too much or the wrong movements for you. And it's important to distinguish pain and soreness. The next one is what I would call complete and utter exhaustion. So just like you should feel more energized from your day, you shouldn't just feel totally wiped out from training. And you will feel wiped out because I want you, again, to push yourself. Don't get that wrong. Uh, But if you are feeling like you need to go take a nap right after you train every single time, it might be too much for you. And it's probably not uh, your volume and intensity is wrong. And that's really all that it is. Or your recovery is terrible. And those things can all be tweaked very, very easily from a good coach. The last one is stiffness. And this is kind of more specific. The last ones are more broad. This one is stiffness in a different area than you train. So I say that because a pump 
kind of feels like you're stiff. So if you get a pump in your um, shoulders, they might feel stiff if you try to reach over your head. But what I wouldn't want is like the example I gave on the bench press. You trained incline press and you get stiff in your neck because something's wrong with the form. Or you do squats and your upper back's really stiff or your shoulders are really stiff from that. Um, or your lower back gets really stiff after you do bench press or something. Getting stiff in an area that's not the target area is likely an indicator that something's wrong with your form or you're just totally not used to that exercise and maybe you should do something else because we never want another muscle to be holding you back and progressing on the movement for the specific muscle. Um, it's just a good sign you're doing something wrong if a body part hurts that you weren't even training. So just like you want your target muscle worked, you don't want those other muscles to be worked or stiff. And that's pretty much it. You know, those things are things you can really look at, um, every workout and you should at the end feel more mobile, energized, like you worked that actual muscle and have that pump. If you feel pain, soreness, exhaustion, or stiffness, those are signs that something needs to change. How do you change it? Well, we can get into that in another episode, and that's a good application for a coach because a coach will be able to know what to change, manage your volume and intensity properly, and pick the exercises that are right for you. I find that that is the biggest thing, is choosing exercises that are right for your anatomy and right for you know how you move. So how you load things, what type of form you use on different exercises, all these things come into play, but you should be making progress right over the long term. And you can look at these things on the short term. So that's it for today. Little home gym update. The dog pound is like to call it is in the basement and a big order is about to be placed. And, uh, going to go pay for that probably right after this. So that'll be fun. But if you ever make it to North Dakota, come visit the dog pound, get a session in. Uh, just don't wake up my baby if he's napping. That's it for today, though. Things that make a good workout and things that make a bad workout. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I will talk to you guys next time. This is episode 407 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on, on fitness, fitness, food, and, and freedom. freedom.